0: welcome to 2019 college football we've waited a long time this is dean Leggy, dean Leggy show thanks to everyone for listening to us watching us tuning in whatever you want to call it it is sunday uh the last sunday before the college football season the 25th of uh, 2019 georgia traveling to uh, vanderbilt this weekend in nashville the dogs are a pretty solid favorite to win this game and to win the sec east particularly after what we saw over the weekend which i will get to in a second Uh, georgia is a, a three point a three touchdown favorite so a 21 point favorite that that line started in the summer at 19 and a half so it's inched up a little bit little bit insignificant uh, in terms of that maybe maybe statistically significant only because um, I think once you get over 20 I don't think Georgia's lost a game straight up when they've been a 20-point favorite or more I'll have to check on that but the dogs traveling to Nashville much to see much to discuss most of this preseason has been about um, filling in the cracks Of which there are not many at Georgia. They enter the season as the number three team in the country. Um, And, you know, Jake Fromm returns, an offensive line that's not all five starters returning, but all five with significant experience starting in some fashion last year, they all return. The biggest question mark on the entire team probably are are the receivers. And, you know, the information that we get is that they're, you know, they're young and inexperienced, but they have some serious playmakers on that team. I do want to talk about Vanderbilt just for a little bit. Um, They are not without skill. People dismiss them um, pretty quickly, uh, and maybe they shouldn't. Uh, Derek Mason's done a decent job um, at Vandy of accumulating. Goodwill in the community, uh, and they're going to put that put that goodwill up to um, the probably 20 to 25,000 Georgia fans who are going to show up in Nashville on Saturday night. I expect the place to be, I expect it to be full. I don't. There, Georgia Tech and Vanderbilt. Often, you can just go up and buy tickets. Um, particularly when Georgia plays at Vanderbilt. In this case, I, I don't know. It might be sold out. I'm not yet. I've not yet heard that it's um, sold out, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. The one guy I think that Georgia really, you know, there, there's there are a couple couple things real quick. Vanderbilt's got a decent run game. Generally speaking, they have a very good running back. Um, I'm not I don't know that they have all the other pieces that it takes to win a game against a top three team But they I could see this game not being put out of um, Put away until sometime in the third quarter, and you know you ask why well, I mean Georgia You know they're not superhuman you are playing on the road You are playing a conference game on the road, and it's the first game of the season if we learn anything from the debacle that was the Florida-Miami game. I mean, and that was really bad. If you learn anything, it was that, you know, teams are gonna be sloppy. Now, here I'll start with the Florida rant. I might talk about the Gators more than I talk about Vanderbilt. That was really not impressive. And you can only go so far as far as saying, hey, it's the first game of the season, or, you know, all this stuff. You know, the 10 sacks were impressive. The, pen, the personal, the personal fouls for hit, late hits, out of bounds—that can't happen. It just can't happen. The the pass interferences to extend a game—you should have won three or four minutes ago. That can't happen. There's there there was so much bad in that game from Florida, from Vander, from uh, Miami. I think the biggest bad, and people are not necessarily overlooking this, but I think of the pantheon of bad. The To only have about 50 rushing yards at Florida, I mean, that just can't be their philosophy or their... I mean, this is Dan Mullen. He wants to run the ball. Everyone wants to run the ball. They narrowly escaped with that game, Florida. And that... What happens is fans tell themselves... You gotta win games like that, you know. Yeah, you do. You get. You gotta win. But that is the only piece of data that we have. It looks bad. I mean, it looks bad. And Miami nearly won that game. A, a, a program that just went through coaching transition, just had a starting quarterback. That's a freshman. Never played college football before. Uh, an offensive line that could barely keep up with anything. And and and, and was, had penalties beyond belief. They nearly lost Florida that game. I mean, the Gators looked bad. The, the discussion of them winning the national championship is off the table. I don't know if it was on the table at any point. If Georgia plays Vanderbilt like that, you know you've got problems. You know you've got problems. I mean, Miami is better than Vanderbilt, but that was rough. And I remember watching it at the time thinking, am I being too critical here of of the Gators? I mean, this is the first game of the season. You go through the litany of, of issues. But look, man, when you go out and you play, you want to play well. Sometimes if you play well and you lose, although you don't want to lose, the problems don't seem as significant necessarily as what you saw the other night. I mean, that was a shit show. That was a bad performance completely by the Gators. By the Gators more than Miami, man. I mean, Miami, you sort of expected it. You know, the Gators, you know, no. I mean, it, it was not good. And so, what do I think the difference will be, you know, it had Alabama played that game or had Georgia played against Miami? I think for those two teams, and I'm, I'm not going to say Clemson yet because of what I'm specifically going to say about Alabama and Georgia. Georgia and Alabama. Would stay on schedule so much because they would have the capability of getting three or four yards on first down with the run game. Florida couldn't even do that. I mean, they they couldn't do that at all. Um, and I, I just I thought it looked bad. It looked not good, and it looked like that the only way that they could win the East would be a, just a stunning upset in Jacksonville, and a you know, and then they'd have to take. To, Keep a clean sheet the rest of the way. I don't think they're going to beat South Carolina and Columbia. I'm not sure if they're going to beat Missouri. I think they will beat Kentucky, but I want to see it. Uh, it, it. That was that that took me backwards pretty significantly. And a lot of people really are are killing Felipe Franks. My big thing with him is please quit. Just don't talk to fans. Don't. I mean you really shouldn't chirp with the other team, you're the quarterback. You definitely should not be talking to fans. That should just not happen in college athletics. You know, it just you have to learn how to ignore people. And it's not easy when you're 20, 21 years old, but we're we're several years into it here. And if you don't get it in the first six games that you play, you should know by the time you're you know 36 games into your college career, whatever it is. But that's Dan Mullen's problem. Um, I, I was unimpressed at the time, and I, I didn't want to overdo it. But the the more I think about it, and the more I watched it, I was like, you know, Miami should win this game, and they, they didn't but they might in the future. So that was something to watch. So for Georgia, they're gonna be going up against a Vanderbilt team that, you know, last year was not unbelievable in, in, in many ways in certain things. So they averaged 28 and a half points a game. That's not that bad. 200, uh, 168 yards rushing, again, not bad. 244 yards passing for 411 yards of total offense. I mean, that, that works. That's not the end of the world at all. That's about. I mean, that's better performance in South than Tennessee. It's in the ballpark of South Carolina. It's better than Kentucky did last year. It's in the ballpark of the Gators. Uh, It's better than what Auburn had. So Vanderbilt's offense last year was solid. Their defense was one of the best defenses in terms of points per game allowed that Georgia faced. So, uh, so excuse me, I I, I misspoke there. Their, their, their. their defense was average. I don't know why I said that. I was looking at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense was very solid last year. Uh, Vanderbilt allowed almost four touchdowns a game last year. Here's where Vandy's going to run into some trouble. There's a lot There's a lot of things that do jump out when you're Vanderbilt. Their offensive statistics are really not that bad. Last year, they allowed 195 yards on the ground rushing. That is one of the worst that... Um, you know Georgia faces coming into this year who they played last year. The other, the other one that was just as bad. When I mean, these two are the worst two, or South Carolina. So South Carolina and Vandy both allowed 195 yards on the ground last year. For you know as a as a you know what is good. LSU uh, uh, Alabama allowed 121 on the ground if my math is right, and Georgia allowed 134. So that's more in line with what you want. So. Vanderbilt will have to deal with the dogs, and a, a, a defense set is coming back that is solid, uh, perhaps without superstars right now, but a, de- a defense that only allowed uh, 180 yards passing. They'll have to replace DeAndre Baker, but the bulk of the secondary comes back. Total defense, Georgia was, was the best of the group that they played, better than Alabama's, at 314 yards a game. So Vanderbilt was one of the teams last season that did allow more than 400 yards of total offense, uh, excuse me. Total defense so that the the opposition had almost 440 yards against them uh, last year, and then obviously Georgia with 48 percent on third down. Turnover margin for the Dogs could be better. Vanderbilt was actually not that bad at that last year. So those are some trends to watch. We will see again Georgia as a as a nearly three, point, uh, three touchdown favorite. Uh, a significant statistical mark because Georgia has not lost. Game like that, I would have to go back and look. I don't think they've lost it uh, since statistics have been kept. Um, uh, You know, probably uh, even 1994 Vanderbilt. I don't think Georgia was that significant of a favorite. I do want to transition real quick. I spent the weekend. um, (laughs) I spent the weekend in Washington D.C. and then in Columbia, South Carolina. So if I look exhausted, uh, that's because I am. I do want. I I, watched Jordan Birch today on Sunday, um, and yesterday I watched Mikhail Sherman, both of those guys have some very serious bodies that you would not be interested in confronting in your front seven if you were an offense. You can see how, particularly if Georgia, Georgia signs Birch, you can see how this crest of talent is continuing to grow for Georgia. Um, th- the likelihood that they sign both I mean Birch certainly I mean, excuse me um, Sherman certainly is going to Georgia uh, and after spending time with his family this weekend I mean they're completely sold and, and you, you are going to want to see and read the story of Mikhail Sherman's mother, which will be out on Dog Post here soon. We've got several things coming out. What we're hearing is coming out soon. Mikhail Sherman's mother's story is coming out soon. And just, just game week coverage. But the Sherman, you know, Mikhail's mother's story is, I mean, tragic in many ways and shows the plight of, of humans in places other than America it's a, it's a sad story in many ways but she's a fighter and her son um, her son came back from an ACL injury this was his first game since um, since injuring it last I think it was September so he's about a year out and he was hesitant at first and no doubt he told me that too uh, but and you could tell but by the second quarter he was you know causing trouble and that that's what you really want on a defensive lineman. Today with Jordan Burch, the um, you know, some people have him as the number 1 player in the country. It was tough to judge that today and and the reason why is the team that he played against. They were an option-based team. You, you know, they <laughs> there was a time where they had I think it was a quadruple team. I'll have to go through the pictures to show y'all. Um, it it was pretty nuts and he was getting frustrated. Um because you know when you are that good you want to make every play but in that when you're going up against the option you you can't make every play any and really just in 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 on defense generally speaking you have to play your play um and that's something that he uh I could tell he was frustrated by it today. They really got beat badly by a team that was very good. Hammond is a private school in Columbia, a tiny private school, and they just, I mean, they didn't have as many kids, first of all, and they weren't as good. They just weren't as good, and they got their brains beat in. But uh, And Mikhail Sherman's team beat some brains in this weekend, too. I want everyone to listen to uh, Mikhail and I talking yesterday about his return. To the field, uh, have a listen to this.
1: I mean. I've been doing this all summer for real, you know, going against my own teammates in controlled practices. This, this today was my first uncontrolled practice per se, uncontrolled environment in the game. So you know, I was trying to go full out, and I was trying to go full out, but the back of my mind is being precautious. You know, um, Coach Mike Ward, this this said one thing to me. He said he gave me a little. Um, a saying, I should say, you um, say, you know what happens to a 1976 um, Shelby Chevrolet after not driving in 10 years? Like what happened? He said it jerks a little bit, it gets to revving up. I said that was that's what happened today. You know, I felt a little bit better about myself because that was the truth. You know, but all in all, I'm I'm our hardest critic sometimes. So. I did feel kind of down, however, when Mike, Coach Mike Ward said that to me, you know, I look at the optimistic side, a half glass full type thing. Go, go
0: through that
1: for me real quick, because you knew what was coming. Yes. So, uh, we do a fantastic job um, during practice, Coach Dino, Coach Roshan, Coach Mike Ward, Coach Kalepsy, they do a fantastic job, you know, making us watch film. And even if we don't watch film, they make film happen in practice. You know what I mean, we go through plays and practice they tell us what to do, so basically, you know if you listen to the coaches you 'd be pretty successful in our defense because you know you had the right technique you're listening, you 're watching out for keys and now Mike, coach Mike Ward do a fantastic job with the defensive line cut ups, and that 's one of the things i 've been watching and um so that that same Zach play when he the wide receiver most back to that h back and um the run the quarterback is in the shotgun shotgun formation i realized it's gonna be a counter i mean not not shotgun single back formation i realized it's gonna be a counter because that's the only time they run it so he had a little fake boot and that was his first read on when he played last game that was his first read was to dump that off to that person so knowing I can't really just vote for the quarterback because I'd rather not have a sack. I'd rather, you know, a sack would be nice, but I'd rather have to eliminate this guy and force incompletion. But if he do get closer to me, that's why I throw away that guy and gets a sack. You know, I had to play my technique. I can't get greedy with this thing, you know what I mean? I let, gotta let my teammates eat and I gotta let, you know, the game work. So that was basically what I was doing. So I took away his first read and he, he, he looked at it, then he look, had to look further. And that's my DBs, my second name, my linebackers, they was doing their job covering that man up when I forced incompletion. And that's when um, I, t- I asked the receiver, I said, that was our little boot. He said, you was his first read, right? And he's giving me he's like this like nonchalant, like, yeah, it was. I'm like, I thought so. I've been watching my plays now, I'm watching my film. And I went back to my, so I don't really like talk smack. I just like give it to you how it is.
0: But you knew, but you knew that you knew. Yeah. So Sherman, uh Minkow Sherman is one of a slew of players committed to Georgia. You also had Kendall Milton playing. Man, he looked good. Um, he looked really good. Uh, and it's just the accumulation of talent that this Georgia program believes in that is their philosophy and it works. Um, it's something that I've believed in since I played college sports um, it's something that you have to have now you have to develop guys no doubt but you can't develop what you don't have and it it was it is it is going to be hard for Georgia to not win the national championship in the future because they're just gonna have the kids I mean at this point right now was supposed to be the maturity I mean the mature you know, Kirby's program is supposed to be year three, year four. Well, we're in year four. And Saturday night in Nashville will start. What will the tone be? Is this team going to be ready to fight from the word, from from the first whistle? It's um, it's not a marquee game, but you are in prime time. Who's going to throw the first punch? What will Swift look like? What will Zeus look like? I mean, I... I I still haven't seen anyone in the last two years that looked like Zamir White uh, playing football, and and I just watched the number one player in the country. He wasn't holding the candle to Zamir. What's he look like now after two ACLs and and just the perseverance of the kid? So I am extremely curious to watch this team. This is a game that you know the likelihood that they lose is extremely low, but it's a road conference game. You know I'm not expecting them to be perfect. Um, I'm not expecting that, but I am expecting them to stay on schedule. Something that Florida could not do. And I think that, you know, if you are Georgia, you go into the game Saturday night sending a message, a message to your foes and to yourself. You say, hey, we're here to win the national championship, period. We might lose the game, we might not, but we are coming to win the national championship. That's the point. They need to send that message Saturday night. Thanks for listening to the Dean Leggy Show. As always, uh, Riding Home Tomorrow with Dylan Weber. We'll have Matt DeBerry on soon. Uh, go, we will see you on the, do- on the website, dogpost.com. We will see you there.